Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to an unconventional geek episode. I forgot what episode. I think we're on episode seven. No, six. We're on episode six, part two, season zero. And today I am here continuing up the conversation with Brahmin Wit. And if you haven't checked out part one, then just go back one more episode and you will find part one. It is a wonderful episode. But let's just jump into the second part. And I'll talk to you guys afterwards. What made you decide to bring tarot cards into your Sunday streams? Or what, what made you do that, like, uh, bring that type of stuff? I, obviously, you it's part of your life. So I am assuming you wanted to bring it into your community and get your community kind of, like, a little bit more closer to you. Yeah, so it... <laughs> to be honest, um, so tarot is something that I've always been interested in, and I guess the best way to describe it is that I actually wasn't doing much tarot whenever I decided to bring it into my stream. Um, it was something that I'd, I had cards. I'd always been really curious about them. I'd always been really interested in tarot, and I had done like readings on myself like occasionally over the years. But it was more that it was something that I personally wanted to get back into. And so I thought a good way to start incorporating it back into my life was to actually do it on stream and with my community. So at the time, it wasn't something that I was doing outside of streaming um, much at all. It was more that I knew that it was something I kind of toyed around with the idea of including whenever I was doing like branding brainstorming, which is kind of where the witch part of my name came from. Yeah. But um, ultimately I figured that part of, <laughs> so <laughs> this is less about the tarot and more about me as a person, but I personally have the tendency to get really, really into something like I want to learn how to do something new I want to learn how to craft or do tarot readings or do natal charts or bake or whatever and I'll be really into that thing for a little while like and then I get tired of it so yes yes <laughs> and I was I was actually very very afraid that I was going to do that with my streaming I was very afraid that I would start streaming I would enjoy it and then three months later I wouldn't want to do it anymore and instead what I found is that I can use streaming as a means of indulging in those things. So if I want to do tarot, I can make it a part of my stream. And I don't know how long I'll do tarot. Um, right now, I'm really gung-ho about it. I'm looking at doing more with it in my streams. When, and I When think... did you start your tarot with your streams? Oh, geez. I think I started doing the tarot readings. So I actually started doing them... A couple months after I started streaming so maybe two three months tops and I did them a little bit and I, I was doing them really fast and I wasn't fully comfortable being like in an IRL an IRL streamer because I was a dead cells streamer I started off streaming one game in order to kind of build myself up my comfort build an audience and then I eased into variety streaming and I wasn't seeing, I was getting really discouraged by like, oh, I didn't really have a lot of people showing up for the tarot. And it was a weird time slot on Sundays for me. And I liked it, but I didn't know that anybody else did. So I stopped doing it. And then I realized that, fuck it, this is my stream. It's my life. Right. And if I want to do tarot, then God damn it, 
either they're going to like the tarot and they're going to stick around or they're not. And they'll come back in an hour when I'm playing video games and being really honest with myself about the things that I wanted to do on my stream and just saying, fuck it and embracing that happened to work out really well, thankfully. <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of cool that you do that. Uh, I, however, like, uh, I, I do more variety type things and I think I've done like one just chatting streams, but I they're so daunting. They, they are. It's like, because you're so used to doing something else. Like if there aren't many people in your chat, you're used to being able to just like, you know, play the game. But then when you're right. chatting, you're just like, what do I just talk? I feel yeah. weird. I just talk <laughs> like, to the oh, camera. What do like, I do? Okay. So, well, I take that back. Talking to a camera is not hard for me. It just takes me a while to get used to it. Like when I used to vlog, I used to vlog for almost a year straight. Oh, wow. Then, you know, some inconsistencies, maybe six months straight and then sparsely. But I know that when I started talking to a camera, I would talk for like a minute sometimes to the camera in the morning before I even like actually started <laughs> just to get myself like warmed up into it. And then like, right. so just in being a streamer and just chatting, I feel like I should have sat down and like prepared and then like video and like, you know, all those mouth exercises and warmed up and shoot. Also, if you're going to go into just chatting, make sure you have like a gallon of water sitting next to you. Cause your mouth. Oh will my get God. Dry. Yes. <laughs> or if you're going to play like a visual novel or a game where you decide suddenly I'm going to try voice acting. Oh yeah. That, those are fun though. I mean, you it's get to fun, but voices too. yeah, it, it takes a lot out of you. Uh, when I have, when I'm streaming, and how do you remember like, the voices? I don't know. They're different every stream. Oh, well see, that's the thing I play. I, I try to do those small indie games when I do decide to do the voice acting. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. Fran Bo took me about three streams and some of the characters sounded the same every stream. And a lot of them I was like, I do not remember. Nah, you just give them different voices. That's what I do. Exactly. Every time I read, every time I read my baby brother, a book before he goes to bed or when I would do that, those voices never sounded the same, even if it was. Yeah. The same book. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be new. You don't, you don't care. <laughs> Oh, but speaking of that, just just something kind of funny. Uh, my brother, he so he's very much a correctionist, and if I think he has some type of OCD, but it you know he's very young, he's like four or three, and I think it's just because you know repetition is his habit right now, and um, so if I messed up on like the wording of a book, so if I like said like instead of the quick brown fox if i said the brown fox was quickly jumping over the fence because i do restructure sentences when i like read them and then say them so Same. so he would be like that's not how it goes i'm like shush you're supposed to be like three you're not supposed <laughs> to know that <laughs> <laughs> to be fair at four he could just be pretentious because that's how i was at four <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, i was like that's not what it says that that's secretly what drove me to move all the way oh my god no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding tell, please tell him that story when he's like 16 or 17 oh, no when he's 12 he's getting that story <laughs> you drove me out of this house i'm just gonna go to him one day like crying fake crying i'm gonna drop some eye drops in me i'm just like it's all your fault i was never perfect enough for you <laughs> oh god that yeah, let me just add therapy to my brothers. That that. <laughs> I mean, that's brother. what that's what older siblings are for. My brother can't really watch horror movies because of me. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
look, it's not the horror movie that he doesn't like. It's anything popping out at him. My brother doesn't do jump scares. And it took me like years to realize. Movies. That's all horror movies right. nowadays. Which is why my brother didn't watch horror. And it took years for me. He probably knew before I did. But it took years for us to realize it's because I used to go and hide in his fucking room and wait for him to come into it so I could come screaming out of his closet or from under his bed or some shit. <laughs> That was awful. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's all your siblings for you. Did you want to talk about anything else to your woo-woo stuff, as you like to call it? By the way, that has (laughs) so many different meanings when you call it woo-woo stuff. I know. I don't (laughs) even know what to say when someone tells me they're woo-woo stuff. I'm like, that's not this type of podcast, but okay. uh, Okay, so in my defense, I... I started using the term woo-woo to mean like the astrology and the tarot and the crystals and all of that from another podcast I listened to and uh, every Is it called like, the woo-woo zone? No, no, it's called the Being Boss podcast for entrepreneurs and um, <sighs> self-starters like small businesses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, I just sorry, <laughs> sorry, woo. I'm still getting over woo. Like the the it's I'm woo now, woo. I'm, it's two woos. I'm I'm now considering creating a podcast called the Woo Zone. <laughs> Please do, and then it can go into all kinds of wild shit. I don't even know what, what are you that talking about. Compass. You're the you're the co-host. Oh, <laughs> cool, great. Then we're gonna start with your natal chart. Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway so did you want to talk about that <laughs> you said nate wait what did you say did you say native or natal i said natal i said natal okay, chart i heard navel so... no 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 that's no. a natal or birth chart it's <laughs> it, mm, high level a natal chart is taking the exact time of your birth and where you were born and it's the plotting of the stars in the sky and like where everything falls in your houses and the planets and all of that at the time of your birth so that that's something that you explore you you don't follow it religiously no no i'm very very new to all that i i actually recently um watched a fellow streamer um the green dumpling did an interview with the uh astrologist caroline faulkner and on during the interview the interview was really interesting to me as somebody who's always been like really interested in astrology like not that i necessarily buy into all of it but i'm definitely the first bitch to be like oh my god i'm a pisces like i do like that kind of stuff but she was talking about her book and so i went out at lunchtime and bought the book and it discusses like plotting your natal chart or your birth chart and understanding it and just because i've gotten back into like my tarot and all of that i was just interested to learn more so I definitely don't like it's not my life isn't ruled by the stars, but I always find that stuff to be really interesting. And and how much of the crystal stuff do you follow in the sense that do you do you follow them to where follow them like they're moving or something? But do you, uh... <laughs> where do you follow the crystals to? Where are they taking you're, you? You're like my room because they don't move. <laughs> they are in my room, though, to be fair. Um, But like, do you use them? Because I know that many different people use them in different ways right so some people use them to like de-stress some people use them to where they just like they just like the looks of them some people like 
I don't know. Yeah. I know there's a bunch of stuff behind <laughs> some it. Some people, some people, like, their lives are around, like, what crystals they're using, and they do their crystal boards every month at the new moon. I'm not that person. Um, I like crystals because they're pretty. <laughs> I've always been that kid who's been obsessed with, like, shiny rocks. I'm starting to think that you're a bit basic here. Uh, oh, I'm when, a super when, basic bitch. When, if you got a pumpkin spice following... latte with my name on it, I'm there. When, when I first started following you, your name was Pumpkin Spice Ramen Witch or something. Like that. <laughs> that was my that was my Halloween um that was my Halloween. Uh, I can't I October can't remember name. what it was, but either it you was commented... Pumpkin Spice Ramen. Well, no, no, I I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Once I saw that, I literally took a screenshot of your Twitter profile, by the way, like you're with. Your oh, my God. And sent it to my close group of friends. And I was like, so we have a friend who he likes. I mean, he's basic. I'm, I'm calling him basic. He can come fight me. He he knows I'm I do it with. You know, <laughs> it's all right. I'll fight. I'll fight with him. We're on the same um, side. But I was like, his nickname's Pony. Don't ask. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Is it, his his screen name's Trick Pony. Uh, that's T R K Pony. Uh, Twitch TV slash T R K Pony. He always interrupts me to do a shameless plug in, so I'll shameless plug him. Um. Anyways, he uh he likes basic stuff, and I was like, Pony, I found a person you need to follow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anytime we see something pumpkin spice or you know pumpkin based, we always send him pictures and just kid around. Uh, I'm sure he's tired of it by now. <laughs> I mean, it it doesn't matter. I have a friend who one time called me a pigeon, and it just never died. My friends take pictures of pigeons when they're out overseas and send them to me. So, um, I'm not editing this part out of the stream. So <laughs> you are now forever saying that your nickname's pigeon. I'm just my saying. nickname's not pigeon. It's <laughs> oh my god, they they do though. Anytime a meme shows up with a fucking pigeon in it, either I'm gonna be the first one to be like, look guys, it's me because if i don't they're gonna fucking send it to me yeah so you're like why don't i just make myself the joke instead of letting someone else make me the joke you gotta embrace it man it's the best way to deal you just gotta embrace it <laughs> I, I can't remember what got me i mean besides your name getting me to follow you there either you started following me you commented on something i don't know there was something but it was i, I found no that and clue. i thought i had to i had to like share why i started at least following you to be honest <laughs> I'm glad I, I will say that for, for the month of October, whenever I did the pumpkin spice ramen, I got a lot of fucking comments about that. Like a lot of people wanted to know where the fuck I got pumpkin spice ramen. And I was like, I mean, like, was it a real thing? No, nah, I don't probably, I don't know. <laughs> now, now you have I was probably drinking a pumpkin spice latte and realized I wanted to put a pumpkin in like my, my Twitch username for the month of October. Hold on. I have to look up pumpkin spice ramen. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well you they have to tell ha me i did they do have like pumpkin inside of ramen this is a well, thing that that's understandable though because pumpkin is pretty common in that kind of stuff like Spi in spicy Japan. pumpkin like, butternut and butternut squash that sounds delicious yeah I, I actually had ramen um a couple of weeks ago they were doing a seasonal one it was a duck ramen with um butternut squash in it no, no, I'm sorry, not butternut squash. It was sweet potato. Sweet potato and duck. So that's really off topic, but I just wanted to talk about the ramen that I had. Is this close enough pumpkin five spice miracle noodle ramen? Sure. Me I mean, it has pumpkin and spice in the name. Look, you're not <laughs> going to get a super sweet 
pumpkin latte style yeah. ramen, but I yeah. imagine a pumpkin spice ramen would probably be a spicy ramen. Making making this pumpkin spice latte. Don't ramen. do it. Don't do oh. it. It's a waste of good ramen. Not if I use top noodle or something. Oh, fair. No. Okay. In that case, fucking do it. Definitely do it. I'll make I mean, okonomiyaki, the... and you can make pumpkin spice ramen. Because doing those like. Nobody, I don't. So people who like ramen understand what good ramen is, but to get to convince my friends to go to like a ramen shop, they understood that like real ramen existed, but they're right. like, why would I go pay five dollars right. or like ten dollars for a bowl of ramen? And I'm like, because it's fucking delicious. Now go. Because it'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> if there's yeah, anything but... I hope people take away from this podcast, it's eat more ramen. <laughs> instead of eat more chicken we're now eat more ramen like yeah, the... eat more ramen i mean where... you can you can make that whatever you want it to be baby we're ramen fula now <laughs> what, was... what ramen fula <laughs> instead of like chick-fil-a, chick-fil-a. So, <laughs> ramen like, fula. In... there you go chick-fil-a or ramen fula or i don't know yeah either one either filet or ramen hmm I, well, I bet I, I bet if you put a spicy Chick-fil-A chicken patty and you cut that fucker up like a katsu and put it on top of ramen, it'd be pretty good. I'm actually thinking more like taking ramen noodles that's cooked like in the broth and taking like a seasoning and then putting and then taking the ramen, put it in like a square, fry it for a second so it holds shape, put it on the bun and then you put diced chicken on top like you would and then put a soft boiled egg to go with it and with maybe like seaweed as the lettuce inside red the red robin did this red what? robin did what? a ro- yeah red robin did a ramen burger i never i, I never was at uh, red robin see, when they, they were had, doing it they but they made the, of it <laughs> the bun was made out of ramen noodles no that's not the same dan <laughs> look but it's kind of like what you're saying. It's like you're oh, taking yeah. it and making it into like a sandwich, but it was the a burger thing, instead of a chicken sandwich. The one thing that ramen filet does not have, though, is a keto-friendly diet. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Absolutely not. It's all carbs all the time, baby. <laughs> you're right. Always carbs. Always go carbs. I am the Ching. best. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> so We've gotten so far off track. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what track is anymore. Like, uh, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure I make a joke about this somewhere in every single podcast. Um, and I will never get old. That's what good conversations are, though. They meander, right? I mean, if you didn't have any sidetracking in a conversation, it'd be dull. It'd be like, hey, exactly. how's your day? It's good. It'd be like a, it would be a boring Tinder conversation. That's exactly what it would be. Or it would be anybody who's ever tried to slide into my DMs. Oh, wait, I technically messaged you in DMs. Yeah, yeah, but that's a little bit different. Some of them are okay. (laughs) But the number, no, you have to, you have to understand the number of fucking DMs that I get. That's just a dude saying something like, hey, hi. You know you can hey, like, stop that though, right? Hey there, what's that? You can stop that to a degree, right? You can make it to where nobody can message you if you're. Not I know, but I want to be able to DM the people that I want to DM. This is true. Yeah, I get so annoyed because there's like some people I want to like get on the podcast or try to get on the podcast, and they don't have like a DM on Twitter or DM <laughs> Instagram, and they don't have like a business email address. I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna have to get creative with this. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, for the most part, that's all it is. It'll be, for the most part, I ignore them and they go away. I think one of my favorite DMs that I ever got was Ooh, somebody this. said, yeah, it was the first message was, hey. And the next message was something along the lines of, so I just broke up with my ex and I really want to get back at them by dating somebody semi-famous. Would you be willing to go out with me? Which I ignored. Uh, Right. He should have at least said famous, like, fuck off. (laughs) I mean, don't look, don't get me wrong. I definitely was screenshotting all of this, but I ignored it. And like a week goes by and I get another DM and all it says is, please don't make me. That's not ominous. <laughs> and then I think another week went by where I had never, never responded to any of these. And then I get three DMs in a row and they just said, bitch, slut, ho. <laughs> he just nice guyed you. Oh, a hundred fucking percent. Did you nice post guy. these on, did you post these yes. on Reddit? <laughs> I said, I, I posted it, and I was like, I think I figured out why you're having girl problems or something like that. Under, under like, Twitter or under, like, It was on Twitter, guy? yeah. Oh, okay. I, my friends were like, you should send them to buy Felipe on Instagram, and I was like, I'm good. I like, I like going through, like, the nice guys and, like, the tender mishaps and things like yes. that. They're, they're so funny. They always uh, start off, they always start off casual or nice, and then they get real mean real fast. <laughs> Yeah, and they can. They, I mean, to be fair, you know, like I understand being twelve. It's very emotional, <laughs> but it's hard I, being twelve and having access to the internet and no idea how to treat people. I, I will say, I get you know, it. I've probably had my moments. I'm sure I have. <laughs> like, I can't. We've all know. had our moments, <laughs> and I'm sure I went over the top at some point too. You know, I keep looking at the message where we took where we were talking about what we wanted to talk about. And now I keep on seeing that you say, I got, I have a lot of good donuts or something like that. And I know that you're using that as like a metaphor, but now I'm really craving donuts. <laughs> I said something about donuts. I mean, that sounds right. I was absolutely eating donuts right before I came on to this podcast. Oh gosh. Really? They're just, fudge? they're just powdered they donuts, just powder? but still. Oh. I, I like the mini donuts that are fudged. Like, you know, the chocolate fudged mini ones because they not like fudge on the inside, but it's that's what they call the chocolate icing because it's so thick of an icing. But oh, yeah. See, I like the powdered donut version. This is going to be weird, but I like the feeling that it puts on the top of your mouth. Like it gives you that coating and it it bothers (laughs) me sometimes, but I like it at the same time. And I have no clue why I cannot. uh, I don't know if there's like a, a, a group of people that like this, but for some reason, it just makes me like. I think it's also partly memories because I didn't have, you know, the most healthy of childhoods, like for food wise. And my dad would take me to like the convenience store. We had what in Florida, we had Tom thumbs that were convenient gas stations. Like they were convenience store oh gas God. stations. Um, and I know Tom thumbs also a grocery store in some parts, but this wasn't a grocery store. This was just a gas station convenience store. And, uh, we would go almost like every time I was with him, we would go in the morning and we'd get a root beer <laughs> and you know, those I used to drink cinnamon swirls, Dr. Peppers before class. So I feel oh, you, but you know, those cinnamon swirls, like the, the six packs pecan cinnamon swirls or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we yes. would get, we'd get eat, we'd each get a pack of those and a root beer. 
and oh, we, I would eat that great. on the way to school. It was awesome. I'm sure that explains some of my ADD in school. <laughs> it's kind of shit that would make me sick now as an adult, but like oh, no, looking I, back on it, I was like, yeah. The one thing that irks me is I cannot find those damn pecan and cinnamon swirls. Oh, I'm gonna get so many people going. It's pecan. It's it's either pecan. I, I guess what I, I use them interchangeably. I know. I I say it depending on who I'm talking to, and I just if I don't know what the other person says, I just say pecan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to work. Uh, my first job was at a Dairy Queen, and I would just say it however the person ordering said it. I was like, I'll just abide by what you like. <laughs> did your Dairy Queen have a cheese flavored sauce that you could order on the side? Yes. What? Right, it was so, um it was wait 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 hold on did it i feel like not, no not cheese wait. not cheese sauce but it's literally called like the the ba- bag the only reason why i know this is my mom no used to work no we at didn't a dairy queen. but you could they had like you can order cheese cups and this dairy queen still does it today you can order a cheese cup it's like a two four ounce type thing that comes that you can get with your uh meal and it's cheese flavored sauce Everybody knows it's not real cheese, but it is so freaking good. So the funny thing about Dairy Queen is that there are actually specific like menu items that are unique to a certain state or region and you cannot get them elsewhere. Like a hunger buster. You can't get a fucking hunger buster outside of Texas. My the odor a hunger buster is a burger um it's like one of their burgers but it's unique to like the texas area and we used to get them all the time i have family in texas and we would get them there and when i started working at the dairy queen um in north carolina when i was in high school i remember having this conversation with our owner i was like why don't we have like hunger busters and he's like oh i tried to get those and you can't get them outside of like texas or some shit I'm really curious to know the region for this cheese cup because we think we found another one, but I can't remember where it was. And, oh, that's awesome, though. But it's like this middle-of-nowhere town, and I say it like this because it's literally middle-of-nowhere Georgia. For those who know it, it's called Moultrie, Georgia, and the Dairy Queen of Moultrie, Georgia has cheese cups, and they are Fantastic with Dairy Queen food. I think every Dairy Queen should have this. They might actually make more business this way. <laughs> I think most Dairy Queen food would be improved exponentially by being able to dip it into cheese. So It's not even real cheese. So I don't care. It's like Taco Bell. I got a Taco Bell for their queso. I know that's not real cheese. I, I don't even want to know. I'm, I'm still upset. I'm kind of salty because I uh, missed out on the XXL Chalupa. So, oh, I get the same thing every time I go to Taco Bell, and I pretty much have for the last like 18 years. So, (laughs) what's your your Taco Bell order? My Taco Bell order is a Taco Bell number eight, which is three tacos, soft, no lettuce, with a Pepsi and a side of the nachos and cheese. But the best part is we can't be friends anymore. You just said Pepsi. What else am I supposed to fucking get at Taco Bell? Don't fucking tell me Baja Blast. I don't want to hear it. Oh, wait. They are a Pepsi place. Never mind. Yes. I, I get Baja Blast, but that's just because I don't get so it outside my of Taco Bell. So yeah. I don't get bored of it. And yeah, so. I just like my tacos with the taste of Pepsi. I've just gotten used to it. But so the sweet. best. The, oh, oh, yeah. It's way too sweet. But then the tacos are super fucking salty. So it kind of works together. You get soft tacos at Taco Bell? 
a hundred percent. I don't like crunchy tacos so, and I get them, I get them with no lettuce because then the cheese and the meat are in contact and the cheese melts. But the best is when there's like one or two pieces of, of fucking lettuce that are like mixed in with the meat where they've cross contaminated. <laughs> That's the best bite of the taco. <laughs> It's sad that you like have this because I know that like right now you're like thinking about it and you're, you're probably going. I, I kind of want Taco dinner. Bell. Like, I literally had this for dinner yesterday. I'm thinking about the dinner I had, and I was like, I oh, I had have a to couple go to Taco of tacos Bell with after less. this. Like, Fuck, this I might too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so I'm always down for Taco Bell. Always. If I could get Taco Bell as a sponsor on here, I would have a question of every conversation of what's your Taco Bell order. That would no doubt. And they would have my business every time I recorded a podcast because I would get so like people that don't like Taco Bell. You have to understand it's not the same that it was. And it's also. Well, first of all, it's the healthiest fast food in America. Come on. Get with the program. Um, Also, Taco Bell isn't actually food. It's substance. That's exactly how I how I just think about it to myself. Right. And um, everybody has a Taco Bell order. Everybody has an order. Like it might change sometimes, but you have a base fucking order when you go to Oh Taco yeah, Bell. I know that like if I don't like their box that they're having, I'm getting a burrito and a couple tacos or something like that. There you go. And I know I will well, I will I occasionally cheese, branch though. out and add like one of their new things if I think I might like it. Like I'll add it and try it. So, but I'm still getting my fucking soft tacos and nachos. So talking about these soft tacos, you do realize that their hard tacos aren't actually that crunchy, right? Yeah, but I don't like them. <laughs> no, so I actually, I like a flour tortilla, all right? People are going to hate me. Well, actually, you know, the people who eat Taco Bell aren't going to hate me, but the people who don't eat Taco Bell are going to hate me, especially living in Texas. I like Taco Bell's Dorito tortilla or uh Oh, shells. no, those are good. The, the Doritos Locos Tacos? Like I that's the first time I ever had a fiery Dorito was wrapped around taco <laughs> like the taco bell taco was like a fiery taco shell it was delicious yeah. no the only way i'll eat a crunchy taco at taco bell is if i'm getting a doritos locust taco that's it that's the only one i want is the doritos the taco one? The yeah i don't one? i don't like i don't like crunchy tacos i like also so my mom is an incredibly picky eater so i have i grew up an incredibly picky eater and i have very specific orders for taco most Bell of my fast food isn't places. really picky eating though like i said oh the fuck it's not soft tacos no <laughs> lettuce nachos and cheese all right <laughs> I don't want and god fucking forbid somebody makes it a goddamn supreme taco. I don't want that shit. I don't want oh, tomatoes. God. I don't want sour cream. I don't I just, want any I, of them. I imagine with... you going back into a Taco Bell after someone gives you a Taco Supreme, which would normally be like an upgrade, but they give you a Taco oh, Supreme and you just like throw it down on the counter like no, what not the that. fuck is this shit? <laughs> what the fuck? Do you I see this disgusting sour up. cream that you just put on my taco? But <laughs> ruins a taco. Ruins everything, actually, sour cream. You don't does. like sour yeah. cream. Fuck no. My stepdad would no. agree with you. I, I like sour cream, but it does not like, well, my body does not like sour cream. <laughs> I mean, I really shouldn't be eating dairy of any kind most days, but, I mean, fuck it. We only got one life, right? Here for a good time, not a long time. It could be both. Could I'm be. Just it probably that. won't be for me. I'm but planning that I'll just get, you know, like, hopefully I'll become important enough to where I get, like, frozen, like, Disney, like, Mr. Walt Disney over there. And then <gasps> he I'll, was like, never frozen. Did oh, you yeah, know that? Know. That's a rumor. I know. I know it's a rumor, but I go with the <laughs> so rumors. So the only reason. 
No, the only reason I bring it up is because I have this really disturbing childhood memory of some fucking video uh-huh. we watched in like my biology class. And the very last fucking thing that happened in this video is that the screen goes black and the man's disembodied voice, like disembodied voice comes up and is like, and prior or contrary to belief, Walt Disney's head was never frozen. And I didn't know that was a fucking thing. And it I didn't think me. it was his head. I thought it was just his like whole body. Like they just threw it in I the freezer. And... The way they worded it in this video was very disturbing to me as like a 12 year old girl. And I was like, why? Why would you <laughs> say it like that? Just his head, you know, just the head. Right, just the head. I was like, oh, great. It's like Futurama. Those don't freak me out as bad when thinking about them, but that could be because they're animals. No, not at so. all, but that's because it's a cartoon also. Very true. <laughs> it's actually a very accurate cartoon, though. The They actually have proven scientific... Uh, I don't know if you know this, so... Um, Probably on, on like uh, some of the scientific stuff that's written down on those boards, they actually wrote down like real scientific algorithms and things like that. And they've actually oh, proven cool. some scientific algorithms by putting them through the show or something like that. The The history behind Futurama and the reason why it holds up so good is because the writers actually like there were, they had scientists on the, the writing staff and they like, they actually took, ah, oh, sorry, super nerding out over here because <laughs> I, I know like, I don't know how to explain it, but I know like they, they went to th- through so much trouble and I, I wish I could just find like one place where it gave me all the Futurama knowledge because the times where I want to watch it are the times where I can't find it and the times where I don't want to watch it are the times where I find it. So Always, always. That's cool though. I actually didn't know any of that. I haven't watched Futurama in years. I, I, I'll always watch Futurama. If it's on and I have nothing else to watch, like, you know, I'm not binging something on netflix or whatnot which by the way is right now is shira it's a younger cartoon but it's pretty good pretty good (laughs) i've heard good things about it i haven't i haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it but i just finished the most recent season of the great british baking show and i'm now watching the final the final seat the final table the final table are these cooking shows? Because I, I don't watch yeah. cooking shows. Yeah, they're cooking shows. I love cooking shows. Unless someone puts a cooking show on in front of me, I I don't really watch it. I'll okay, watch wait, wait. them. You don't, you don't enjoy cooking shows, but you pushed me into a cooking show. No, no, no. I didn't yeah, say yeah, I don't yeah. enjoy them. I just say I don't go out of my way to watch them. <laughs> you better fucking be this Okonomiyaki stream. Depending on the day, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. That's why I said if I'm not there, somebody clip it. Um, <laughs> Add VODs. There'll be VODs. Uh, but yeah, so like cooking shows, I love them, but I just don't. I don't go out of my way to watch them. Like sci-fi shows? Oh, fuck yeah, I'll go out of my way. Movie t- movie alert because I'm behind the curve. But have you seen Baby Driver? Because holy shit, that movie is fantastically edited. No, I haven't. Um, and Directed, I wanted to edited, see it, but... It's by, uh, what the hell is this? Edgar something. Edgar Wright? Is that his name? I don't. I don't remember. I remember wanting to see it, but it was one that I just never got around to see. I think the next thing I see will probably be either yeah, Ralph right. breaks the internet or um, Into the Spider Verse. Nope. It, it should totally be. You should go on Vudu right now and buy. Oh, I'm not buying shit. <laughs> 
I ain't buying shit in my own home. If it's on Hulu or if it's on Netflix, maybe. No, it's not. It that that's the only <laughs> I I heard so many good things about it. I actually went and took the risk of buying it. And I was not disappointed. Bold. Well, that's I good. Was not dis- it's so the person who directed directed like a uh, Shaun of the Dead, um, Hot Fuzz, I think. Yeah, I think it was um, all of those. I think that trilogy was all by the same guy. Yeah, so Scott Pilgrim, World's End, Shaun of the Dead. I do love Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim's fucking awesome. Uh, Hot Fuzz. I don't know if there's any others that other that are like popularly known I'm not that much of a movie buff I just know the movies that I like and the movies that I don't (laughs) Uh, the only reason why I knew the person's name is because I found this channel that's like cinema sins but they don't do cinema sins they do cinema it's like if you were to compliment a cinema so instead of doing cinema sins they compliment it and they like give kudos cinema kudos I don't know something like that oh that's cute uh, it's a really great channel, but the dude said Edgar Wright's name like 5,000 times, so eventually I would remember it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. don't get me wrong. There are obviously like some directors that we all like know or remember, but outside of like the film world, I think there there are levels of directors. <laughs> you're either one of like the most popularly known, and then you're like in that mid-level, and then it's like you get into like film buff territory, I think. So... Going back to, you know, a little bit more online topic of with, you know, streaming and stuff. Do you do any other content creation like YouTube or Instagram photos, like photography, I guess, in that sense, or (laughs) anything else like that? So I don't. um, I do have an Instagram. It's mostly pictures of me and pictures of my food and my cat. Like it's not, (laughs) it's not high art by any means. Right. Yeah. It's, um. It's not like my best friend who has like a really cool travel Instagram or anything like that. But I originally wanted to do YouTube videos. So originally, whenever I decided that I wanted to start with content creation, I wanted to do YouTube videos. But the problem that I had with YouTube videos was that I couldn't figure out what my niche should be. I couldn't decide if I wanted to be a gaming channel or if I wanted to be a beauty channel or if I wanted to be a lifestyle vlogger or it was every week there was something different that I wanted to do. And I recorded a couple of videos. I actually, and I will not name the channel name, but out in the ether, there are a couple of ASMR videos that I created and posted. But um, risky, risky mentioning that here. Yeah. I'm sure the internet sleuths Good. Will, uh... Good luck finding them, friends. Good luck. (laughs) But ultimately, Cassidy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, I found that um, the idea of sitting down and recording something and then having to take the time to step away from it and then edit it and then upload it didn't suit me. Um, Mm, Yeah. Live streaming is (sighs) live streaming is in full honesty for me easier. And it's more direct instant gratification. So what I'm understanding is you're lazy. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like <laughs> no, it's kidding. there no, it's but it's it, the instant gratification is a real honest to God part of it. I know while I'm streaming if people are digging this or not. It's the no. same reason why like writing fan fiction is easier to do like a one shot or to write fan fiction than it is to write a book because 
I can write it. I can be done with it. I can post it. And the next day I have people leaving me comments and telling me they liked it. There's so not a long wait I period. Have, <laughs> I have this uh, funny story and I'll, I'll mention it a lot because throughout the podcast and so the viewers will get tired or the listeners will get uh, tired of it. I'm so used to saying viewers. Uh, <laughs> the listeners will get tired of it. But on my YouTube channel, I have a vlog called How to Make Mac and Cheese Without Milk. And I'm not saying from oh, scratch. Shit. This is literally craft box mac and cheese without milk it's a four minute video and basically i start my day it ended up raining the whole day so i had nothing to do i filmed me making dinner and just clipped it together to the music using or i didn't even use music i just used the sound from the tv to kind of like clip it together and uh all you do is replace the milk portion with water that's the secret, guys. But this yeah. video has like tens, ten thousand some odd views. And <laughs> I'm just go. I'm just over here going. Like, I'm just over here going. The fuck? But I get well, comments. Four minutes is easy to consume too. I, I I get comments and it goes. This just saved my ass. And then some of them are like, "Dude, I'm so high that I, <laughs> I didn't realize I was out of milk, and I'm hungry as fuck, and you just saved my ass." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> but I did actually redo it and made a vegan one. Um, so that was kind of cool to see like the numbers stack up. And of course, it was months in between, but it's slowly catching up. Yeah, and, and it, it is cool to have something like that that so can like gradually learning... over time like gather views and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's just different, I guess. And, and what I'm learning though is that I am much better at cooking videos and tutorial or tech videos than I will ever be at vlogging according to the stats. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know but, what yeah, it is. That's that does speak to like the things that you're good at. So if you're good at instruction, you're good at education, that appeals to a certain audience. And if you're good at that, that's fucking awesome. I didn't say a word. And this, this is where I think Buzzfeed or whoever did all those cooking videos where they didn't, they don't really say anything. They just show the ingredients and show what they're doing. Tasty. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, they're always on <laughs> Facebook or whatever, but basically yeah. it's just like no sound besides like what they're doing. I didn't even have text on this video and that's what blows my mind. It's just like, I, just me like showing the ingredients, like pouring them and stirring. And, uh, anyways, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, speaking of cooking shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget where we were going with that or what I was saying with that. Oh, content creation. Yeah, it's very unpredictable, and the instant gratification is definitely not there with YouTube unless you have a big following. So right, and I think um, I think the thing that's there's a lower. I would argue, and this isn't necessarily completely true, but it seems like there's a lower bar to entry with something like live streaming than there is with something like maybe making YouTube videos. It's less software. Most of the software is free. Um, you don't have to have a microphone. You don't have to have a camera. You're going to get way more people who are engaged and who show up if you do. But there are more things, I think, that you need to record a video to then go up on YouTube than maybe you do in order to get started at the very, very base level with streaming. Because that can just be, oh, there's a built-in camera in my 
laptop, I can turn that on and start streaming a game. Or I can sit on my couch and stream from my Xbox or from my PlayStation because it's integrated. While I agree um, with you there, I think it's like you were having issues with is the editing part that gets most people. Um, yeah, and I didn't want to edit. <laughs> I find that a lot of people do get caught up in like the camera and the tech gear, like oh, I need a camera, and I need a microphone, and I need good lighting. And it's like, well, yes and no. So starting off – I mean, I was using my use, phone. Yeah, you can just use your <laughs> cell phone. Like that – honestly, using your cell phone and making sure you have like a beauty ring or if you're doing something stationary nearby, perfectly fine, or just some type of lighting. It doesn't need to be the best quality. As long as they can hear you and you have you have a point to your story – now, if it's just random fucking footage, some people like that, but it just doesn't work unless you have, like, music going with it, to be honest. Um, but with the microphone and having, like, some type of storytelling behind it, it works so much better. And yeah, uh, I think a lot of people get scared by not having the right camera gear when it comes to, like, making YouTube videos. or And I'd argue need, that that's... Like, probably true for streaming as well people getting caught yeah. up in needing to have the right gear i think um at least from my personal perspective what i found was it was a lot of that like the fear of needing to have everything being perfect to get set up definitely tend to fall into that trap but a part of it is also at least with streaming i can turn on my camera and do it and then turn off my camera and then it's done and then it's it i did it it's, it's done i did my stream need a chat <laughs> Like, you don't even need a chat with your stream if that's the type of stream you're going for. Like, it just, right. like, all depends. You don't. You really don't. Like, you'll find... And there are some big streamers, not that they don't chat at all, but, like, some of the bigger, like, gameplay streamers, like speedrunners or Fortnite players or the streamers where yeah. you're showing up for their gameplay, they're probably... Or even, like, the very, very large streamers with, like, really big audiences, you're not really going into their like channel to chat with that streamer you're going to watch what they're doing and to chat to the other viewers for a lot of the time so that's not to say that somebody first getting started that's not a low bar to entry <laughs> for twitch but it, it's i don't know i guess um i guess live streaming was just more performative maybe and that kind of speaks to me as the kind of person that I am getting on putting on a show and then turning it off and not having to worry or do anything with it until later you heard it here first she likes putting on a show I do though yeah yeah I like being the center of attention I've said this on my own channel <laughs> so I've actually been meaning to stop this just because I know <laughs> Uh, I, I enjoy the conversation and it's fun and I actually um, I, I think we're gonna end it here the podcast and uh, thank you for coming on guys this is ramen witch so it's twitch.tv slash ramen witch I don't know any of her if she has other handles and if they're the same so I'll let her speak to that yeah so um, it's ramen witch on twitter so it's the same spelled all the same way and then on instagram it's ramen dot witch because someone else has ramen witch so <laughs> other than that it's it's the same though. <laughs> um also something that i started here do you have any questions for i guess me because someone did actually ask me a question which was kind of like whoa but um do you have a question for the audience or do you have a question for me or whatnot um, so I didn't, but if I'm going to be put on the spot and asked to ask a question, then I will ask you, since you do podcasting, what is a podcast that you listen to other than your own?
I don't listen to podcasts actually. Really? Like I I'll listen to them if I can find a good one, but I have a hard time finding one. Like I guess the closest thing to a podcast I listen to or watch is actually the Philip DeFranco show. Okay. So that that's probably the closest thing to a podcast that I watch or listen to because sometimes I'll throw it on my phone and just listen to it instead of watching it. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. I learned something new. I guess yeah. I just assumed that since you were doing no, a podcast like, that I you enjoyed podcasts. I have <laughs> no issue listening to podcasts. I did actually listen to Couples Therapy, which is a podcast by Casey Neistat and his wife, uh, Candace Poole Neistat. I don't know. Honestly, I get confused when people are married and which name they go by. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I've listened to a couple therapies. I listened to Sarah Dietschy's, uh The Creative Stream. Um, the creative uh i'm i'm horrible with names so it's hard to remember like names like this but it's like the creative stream i'll I'll link it in the description of this podcast of one of the ones i listen to because i i have listened to multiple of hers i've listened to multiple of uh the couples therapy one i've tried listening to a few others there's this storytelling one it's a zombie apocalypse story and it was just a podcast like they had a podcast but it was like a scripted podcast with sound effects yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. and it's called we're alive oh i've heard of that one it i don't is, it was I, I can't you know attest to it now but you know it was <laughs> freaking fantastic and there's a couple others that my friend had me listen to and they were fantastic as well um one of them was called the leviathan project which i heard I he was picking back up but it did stop and so, like, the original podcasts that I listened to were very story-based. Um, quick, That makes quick, sense. Quick uh, tangent real quick. Um, <laughs> the One of the reasons why I had such a hard time starting a podcast, because this has been talked about that I should probably start a podcast because I like asking so many questions. The one thing that I struggled with when wanting to start a podcast was getting over the fact that people wanted to listen to people talk. I yep. <laughs> uh, because all I did because all I did was listen to podcasts that were story based, you know. So getting into a podcast where people just talked, it was very confusing. But then I was like, well, people watch vlogs, and then I got a fantastic. I cannot thank my old coworker enough. He is wonderful. He hooked me up with a contact who was able to help me get a very good discount on a sure sm7b and if it wasn't for him doing that because i told myself that i wouldn't podcast until i had this microphone only because i like the way that it made everybody's voice that i've ever heard on it sound so i was i was like dead set you know it was like one of those things like i had other microphones and i was just being way too picky but yeah <laughs> it has to be this one yeah no it, it was also like i got the microphone and then it was like i streamed a lot so it was like great i now have an upgraded stream mic but then i was like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna finally do that podcast you know that's awesome though <laughs> thank you for the wonderful question thank you for the your time um guys if you guys want to answer her question or I guess she asked me a question, so she didn't ask you a question. Um, no, send all got... the podcast recs, all of them. I want to know what everybody listens to. Oh, she wants to know what you guys listen to. All y'all unconventional geeks, nerds, whatever you guys are out there, let us know what you guys 
listen to either by commenting on any of her posts on Twitter. Make sure they're somewhat relevant and you're not just trying to stir up trouble. But <laughs> um, just comment on any of her Twitter stuff or you can find us at Unconventional Geek um, on Facebook and on Instagram. There is an Unconventional Twitter, Unconventional Geek Twitter, but the handle name can't be as long as I want it to be, so I'm not announcing or releasing the actual handle name. So if you guys can find it, you can comment there too or tweet out to us. But, and for the first person who finds it, I will actually know that's... I don't, like, don't know do if I'm it. following. I was like, don't do it. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'll find it, uh, or if I, I gotta find the login information. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and stay unconventional. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>